Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. If you are looking for a gift for the holidays, for an anniversary, to treat yourself, or to just support a Christian store, check out Gravy's Jewelry. That is G-R-A-V-I-E-S period shop, S-H-O-P. You can find them online at that address. I love my Child of the King sterling silver ring with cubic zirconia diamonds. I wear it every single day and it is a wonderful reminder that Jesus is king. I also love my galaxy necklace that is made with moonstone. And my favorite part about receiving jewelry from Gravies is that every piece of jewelry comes with a verse. I have also found that the jewelry is of great quality. I have been wearing Gravies jewelry for a few months now. Gravies provides earrings, adjustable rings, bracelets, and reversible necklaces, which means you're paying the price of one for two. The most fabulous thing about Gravies is that almost all their jewelry is $30 or less. Gravies provides all faith-based jewelry. They have sales all the time. And you can use my name, Janessa, J-E-N-A-S-A, for 15% off your purchase. So head on over to Gravies, that's G-R-A-V-I-E-S period shop, and get something for a friend, a family member, or treat yourself. Remember that you can get 15% off with my name, J-E-N-A-S-A. Hi guys, today we have a, another testimony going to be shared um, by my friend Brianna, and I'm gonna give her the floor. Here you go. All right. Yes. Thank you. My name is Brianna. Um, I am from Minnesota. Um, Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited. This will be my first like public, the first time I'm going to be sharing my testimony in public. So um, I'm excited. And I guess I'll just kind of start from the beginning. So I grew up in a Christian household. We went to church on Sundays. We attended a Lutheran church. Um, we prayed before meals. We, I was told that we prayed like before bedtime when we were really, really little. That didn't last too long because I don't actually have any memory of that. Um, but that was really like the extent of church Christianity, like in our household. Um, my parents were involved in the church. They'd like volunteer. I think my mom like taught Sunday school and stuff. But really, there wasn't a lot of talk about God you know, we didn't read the Bible together. I don't think my parents have ever read the Bible um, more than just like passages here and there. And as we got older, church became kind of like less and less of a priority for us. Um, 
and so like childhood in itself was okay. Um, I think we, my sister and I, I have a younger sister. Um, I think our childhood was good. I think I did experience some like emotional trauma from our parents because I think they experienced emotional trauma. Um, and I speak about that because it will play like a role later in my story, but um, yeah, so overall it was pretty good, but I did have some emotional issues that I would carry throughout my life. Um, and I went through Sunday school. Um, I actually went through confirmation. I was confirmed. Um, I remember very specifically the pastor at my confirmation, like party, um, asking me like, so what are your plans? Like, do you plan on continuing coming to church? You know, what are your plans after you're confirmed and after you graduate high school? And I remember telling her like, what she wanted to hear, like, yeah, I'm going to stay, like, I'm going to do that. But I think I knew deep down in my heart that I didn't really want to stay. I didn't really have a relationship with God in any way. Um, I never have felt like God's presence. I never really had like a moment where I was like, felt like I was talking to God. And so, um, you know, and I had a lot of questions too, that I didn't get answered. I don't know if I asked questions if I did if I felt I had a safe space to ask certain questions um, to my family to my church about God um, but I as I grew older and grew throughout like high school um, those questions became more and more relevant I think a really big one for me was like why are we just blindly following a guy in the sky which I think more shows the lack of education about who Jesus was or is um, versus, you know, like I just, I didn't really understand that. That wasn't really taught to me in a way that I, as a child was like, okay, yeah, I understand who he is. Um, and so like middle school was really hard for me. I was a very, like I said, I had some emotional issues as a child. So I was very insecure, very like low self-esteem, low self-worth, kind of just wanted to like disappear into the wall. I was very quiet, um, didn't talk a lot. And, you know, I had some friends, but nothing like, you know, I was just, I was a very shy child. And as I grew up um, and I got into high school, I had this one girl in particular kind of take me under her wing and became friends. She was very outgoing and I was again, very shy. And so I think that dynamic really, you know, she was looking for somebody who would just like come along with her and, um, you know, and I was a very like inexperienced person. So she kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of different things. She kind of, you know, introduced me to boys and to like partying and stuff. So her house was like the party house. So as we got into high school, um, I hit puberty pretty late. And so I started like, you know, developing a little bit more. I would say maybe I was growing some confidence in like 10th, 11th grade, um, but still just like so super insecure, super low self-worth. Um, you know, I just, I, I constantly compared myself to the people around me. I would like, wa I wanted to do anything to fit in. And so that included, you know, on the weekends when we were in 10th, 11th, 12th grade, you know, when they were drinking every weekend and binge drinking, you know, I was participating in that. And there was one incident in particular with my best friend at the time. Um, where we went out drinking and we had like, I don't know, huge like margaritas, like glasses the size of this. And I got really, really intoxicated. 
Um, and that night I ended up getting sexually assaulted. It was my, I'd never had sex before and I ended up getting assaulted. Um, and I just remember she made me feel really like shameful and guilty about that. Um, and I carried that with me. So that was like on top of the already the issues that I had been experiencing. And now I had this really like big burden to carry. Um, and I held that with me for a really, really, really long time. Um, at, immediately after that incident, I be, started becoming very sexually promiscuous, um, started, you know, dabbling in other things. I kind of treated my old friends for new friends that had, you know, that drank, but then did other things like smoked weed, dabbled in other drugs. And I started th at that point, I was starting like some really self-sabotaging behavior um, I dated, I started dating a guy in my senior year of high school and I thought he was the one, um, we dated for only three months, but it felt like it was like years. Um, I thought that we were going to like end up together and he ended up having to move to Florida and I was like heartbroken. So I've got these past issues. I've got, you know, the burden from my sexual assault. And then I'm like a heartbroken 17 year old and that it was just like a perfect storm for me and then simultaneously after high school I left I left church you know I I decided that I didn't want to do this anymore I was old enough now to like make my own decisions and so I'm like I'm just gonna figure things out on my own like this doesn't serve me I don't have a relationship with God you know I'm done um, I also very quickly, um, after my assault developed an eating disorder. So I started starving myself. Um, again, these like really self-sabotaging kind of behaviors. And again, that would carry with me <laughs> for like into my adulthood. And so I graduated high school. I left religion behind. I just decided to just do my own thing. Um, I traded those friends in that I had been, you know, that were kind of the partiers for a whole new crowd. Um, so in my like late teens, early twenties, I got involved with like the, like in the hood, you know, so I'm like this white suburban girl who's hanging out with predominantly men all the time. Um, I failed out of like three different colleges, uh, because I was just skipping class didn't have much like direction in my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, didn't have great influences around me. You know, we were drinking a lot. We were smoking weed a lot. So that was like my drug of choice. I actually um, ended up smoking weed like daily for about 10 years. Um, I experimented with a few other drugs, but I never really like weed was like my thing right and then society was starting to like accept it more and so that completely validated my use my substance abuse of it um and you know so i was in really in like the thick of things and i was in a lot of really bad situations like around guns around fighting you know shooting um you know i was drugged i was assaulted multi not physically assaulted but sexually assaulted um, a few different times throughout that, that time period. Um, and it was just like a really low time of my life. I was really, really rebellious, lying to my parents all the time. Um, I was just really lost. I had no guidance. I had no direction of like where I wanted to go in my life. I knew I'm like, I can't, I don't think this is how I'm supposed to be forever. 
Like I, I cannot picture myself living like this for the rest of my life. I'm 21, 22 years old. I can't imagine like this is going to be my life forever. Um, but I also didn't know like how I was going to get out. And I just all, all around, I just felt very, very broken. I just felt like a very, like something was missing. Um, and one of the last, like I was hanging out with like gang members and one of the last gangs that I was hanging out with were the bloods. And I was seeing like the leader of that particular blood gang. Like I was like, I don't know if you could call it dating, but we were like seeing each other and that did not end up working out, but another group member took a liking to me. And so we started like hanging out more one-on-one and alone. And we started hanging out more together than we were like with the group and slowly, but surely we kind of isolated ourselves from what I call just like the hood, like just that lifestyle and we just started hanging out with each other and we actually would go on to date for like five years um I saw this this man and it was a really really like very unhealthy relationship very toxic he like cheated on me all the time I was crying all the time um again I knew like this was not a relationship that I wanted to be in but I also felt very stuck it's like that toxic like attachment kind of thing where we were just like we had an attachment to each other but I think we both knew that it just we were not good for each other um within that five-year time span though I was on Twitter and I started being introduced to um what I now know is like new age things there was talk about well the first thing that I was introduced to was like GMOs, genetically modified, and in our food. Um, and then I started learning to like about big pharma and about politicians. And, you know, I just started learning about these like deeper knowledge that um, not a lot, not everybody knew. So I like, I got red pilled. I like woke up and I, <laughs> you know, I, I just thought I was like more enlightened than other people. Like I know the secrets of the world and you know other people just aren't there yet and that was the beginning of that new age like into the new age world um and I would follow people on social media that were portraying this like super zen I'm so peaceful and healed and I'm so powerful um like persona and that was like wow like I would love like that's what I want and I would love to to be there because I was very not (laughs) I was very broken I was very you know I had a lot of healing to do I had a lot of trauma that I had experienced and again still super like self-loathing self um I just really I didn't like myself much, which is why I decided to like numb all the time with drugs and alcohol and men. And the more I, I I took a liking to one girl in particular, I almost like idolized her. I felt like she knew it all. She was the epitome of like a healed, you know, enlightened being. And I really like listen, anything she said, I was like, well, she knows what she's talking about. So I'm going to believe her. And countless things I look back like countless things that she promoted I followed and ended up being like way wrong (laughs) like way um one of the things and this is people no judgment on people's dietary um 
preferences. But one of the things that she was saying was like, you need to be vegan. You have to eat a vegan diet in order to be enlightened. Like the more, the less animal products and like the less food that you have, like you have to fast, the more enlightened that you're going to be, the more connected to spirit and source, which they love to use synonymously with God um, and the universe and everything. Um, but I was, I was very seduced by that, what she was saying. And so 2016, I cut out meat. Um, that's also the year that I broke, I cut off my boyfriend at the time um, that I've been dating for five years. I was like, no more, we can't, we can't do this. And so I left him, um, I cut out meat and I really was like, I really want to focus on healing and, and, you know, taking care of myself and being better. Um, and so I decided in 2017, well, I started working out and, and exercising and stuff like that. In 2017, I went full on vegan and, you know, I started losing weight. And again, from my like eating disordered patterns, I severely restricted and then I severely binged. Um, while I was like in my really rebellious stage, even while, while I was dating this guy, we would be, we're still again, drinking all the time, eating super unhealthy, going out to eat all the time, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed. You know, we, I, we were still engaging in like unhealthy behaviors. And, um, so I, I go vegan and I start losing weight and I'm like, this works. Like this is, this is truth. And it became like my identity. I became Brianna, the vegan, like that was who I was. And I placed food on like a pedestal. It like became an idol for me. Um, I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew everything spiritually. I thought I knew everything about diets. You know, I thought like this, this is it. Um, and like I said, I really put it like on a pedestal. And I would go on, I, I actually ended up getting pregnant with him. So my ex-boyfriend, we weren't dating at the time, but we were still engaging in um, sexually immoral behavior. And I ended up getting pregnant uh, in 2017 with my son. And I went through like a whole vegan pregnancy. I was even vegan until 18 months, until my son was 18 months old. And, you know, during that time, I was like, it was, it was almost more for show, like the, the new age stuff. So like I promoted chakras and I was like, you need to be meditating and you need to be doing yoga and breath work. And you need to be absorbing the magic rays of the earth. And while I think that nature is beautiful and nature is, you know, a beautiful creation that God has made, I was worshiping nature. I thought nature was God. Like I thought, you know, I was, just, I was worshiping the creation versus the creator. And I really, again, I thought the Christians had this like just very narrow mindset of like, you're so indoctrinated, you know, I thought religion was like this little tiny piece and then here was spirituality. And so I just thought I like, thought I knew more than these like silly Christians that believed that Christianity was the only way. I thought there was a little bit of truth to all of these different religions. Um, but in 2019, I started therapy and I, my therapist was like, based off of some health issues that you've got going on, like, I think that veganism is not the best choice for you. I think you need to reincorporate um, animal products back into your diet. And it was, I was hesitant at first because I'd really latched on to this as like my identity. But as soon as I did, like I let go and it's, 
in hindsight, it, it seems like that was God's way of like starting to unravel the new age practices within me, because that was the first, like I had to let go of a whole person, like a whole thing that I identified as, and I had to let that go. And I couldn't identify that as that anymore. So I had to like refind out who I was. Um, and like over the course of, you know, 2019 up until today, it's, it's very interesting because once I let that go, you know, my, my political views started to change too. Like, it's like gradually things started to, to change. I had a more of a liberal view and before, and then it slowly became like, I'm like, Oh, I'm no, I am now thinking way differently. Like I have a much more conservative view on marriage. Like I started to have it in my heart where I wanted to be like, you know, in a, have a family and have children and, you know, live a certain life that I now see as like very biblical, but I didn't know that at the time it was just, my heart started to just change and my outlook on things started to just, you know, change. And I, uh, last, uh, at the end of 2020, I decided that I wanted to take an act of celibacy, um, because I, because of my background, because of the trauma that I had experienced, I really, really was like looking to heal and I did not think that continuing with casual, in, you know, interactions was going to get me there. So again, like these just like little things slowly over time, um, ultimately brought me to, to the last year, um, in 2021, where I, I got super into tarot. Um, I had tried years prior to like develop a meditation practice to develop um, a yoga practice, but I could never do it. Like I could never fully like submerge myself. And, and I think God, so I often question if God was like, I know you're a habitual creature. I know that if you get into this, that like you're o potentially opening yourself up for demonic, you know, entities to enter into your life. And I, sometimes I question like, was God protecting me by not allowing me to go deeper down that route, but, um, something of it, I just continue to pray about and just think, I'm just thankful that I never actually got into some, that it deeply, but last year I really got into tarot because I had been in a job for like seven years that I was, I felt very, like, I just didn't want to be in anymore. It did not serve me. I was like, it, I just, I wanted to be done and I really wanted to leave, but I like was searching for this validation and I was, I was super into astrology too. Should mention that like astrology and tarot. And it was crazy because they were always so spot on. I was like, Oh, this, I mean, spirit really must be channeling me like and answering these questions that I have. And so I was really looking for guidance that way. And I had I'd made up my mind that I wanted to leave my job. Like I, I'm going to do this, but I don't know when, because I have this three-year-old, I can't just like quit a job and not have income. I have to take care of him. So I was just like searching for validation, confirmation. Like when, when is the right time? Like I knew I'm going to do this, but am I going to do it now? Am I going to do it next year? Like what, when is the perfect time to take this leap? And at the time I had a business, um, I was selling essential oils through one of the big, um, oil companies and I had a business partner. Well, okay. So it was a Thursday. Um, and I 
was on Twitter and I tweeted out, like, I, again, I had made this decision that I was going to leave my job. And I tweeted out, like, I'm about to make the biggest decision of my life. It was the biggest decision. Maybe, I don't know. But the, my next tweet was, um, here's to trusting God hundred percent, um, the ultimate trust fall. And so I tweeted that on a Thursday. Um, I was supposed to meet up with a business partner of mine on Sunday and, um, she had texted me Sunday morning and was like, Hey, would you and Onyx or your son like to come, uh, to church with me and my family today? And I had not been to church in a, like 11 years. I want to say it was over 10 years. I had not stepped foot in a church service. I think I'd been to a church before. Um, cause I had tried to go to like NA meetings and AA meetings and stuff like that, that never stuck. But, um, I randomly was like, sure, like, let's go. I don't, I don't know why I said yes, but I did. And it quick got us ready. And I was like, strangely excited to go. It was like, it was a very weird feeling for me. Cause again, I was not Christian. I'm spiritual. You know, I have this understanding that God is the big O and we're the little O's and we're all gods and goddesses, but I'm like, sure, why not? And we go. And this was October. So October of 2021. And from the first beat of the drum. So as soon as the worship music started, I just started bawling. Like I just started crying. I, that my, I couldn't, I could not stop the tears from flowing for the entire service. And what really was the biggest, like, holy cow thing for me was the sermon was, there was like a mini series going on. And the sermon, the pastor was preaching about trusting God hundred percent. And he literally used the words trust fall. And I was like, no way, you know, coming from new age, I'm all about the synchronicities, the spirit, you know, I'm always seeing triple numbers, you know, the universe is always talking to me. And I was like, no way. Like I just tweeted this three days ago and now you're talking about trust falling and trusting God. And I don't know, like that was enough for me to be like, well, I'm going to come back and see what God has in store for me to, you know, next week. And I did, I continued coming back week after week. Um, I sometimes felt like a little bit of a fraud because I didn't identify still as a Christian. I was going to church every, every Sunday, but I didn't necessarily feel like a Christian. Um, because they were, you know, in these worship songs, they talk about, you know, they're worshiping Jesus. And I'm like, I still am like, I'm not sure about this Jesus guy. Like I, I get God. Okay. I get praying to God. I get worshiping God, but I'm not sure. Like, why are you worshiping Jesus? Because again, nobody really taught me growing up or that I remember or that stuck that like who Jesus is and why, why it's, he's significant and what he did, like that, why he came to earth. And, um, but I continue to go. And I continued to sit there and, you know, I really, really enjoyed going every single Sunday. And then the church that I was attending, um, in January of this year of 2022, they offered an alpha course, which if you don't know what alpha course is, it's this like eight or nine week course. It's just once a week you go, you have a meal, but it's really a place for people, Christian or not to come ask questions and to really learn about who Jesus is, what the Bible is. Um, they go over some really big things. Um, and they like, there's like a video every single time. And so I signed up for that. 
And, you know, I had in my phone notes, I had a whole long list of questions, you know, ranging from like, you know, how there, anyway, there was just a, like, I had a ton, a ton of questions and throughout the course of that, I walked into that course, you know, I filled out the little form. That's like, what are you Christian? You know, and overall few different religions, spiritual, but not religious. And that's what I checked off. I'm like spiritual, but I'm not religious. And week after week, I kept going back and they gave me the space to like, ask these questions. Like, you know, I don't, I can't think of a question off the top of my head right now, but really gave me that space. I mean, and everything down to like the, the small group members at my table to, you know, what we, what we covered, uh, whatever the overall, all message was like during that that session that night um I was just really given the space to start understanding and really asking the questions that I needed to ask and one of the the things one of the aversions that I had was calling God him and, and and identifying God as like a he and I really wanted to like sit with that and figure out like why what is that why why am I having this problem you're like you know I don't necessarily have a problem with he, I just, I'm like, why do, why do we call a God a gender? Like, why does it have to be a he versus like, I'm not saying it has to, God has to be a she, you know, I'm, I'm, I was no longer feminist at that time, but um, I'm like, why is God have like a gender? And on that, there was one, and I asked that in the small group and on that day home or on the ride home um, after the session that day, it just kind of clicked to me that like growing up, I did not really feel unconditional love from my father. Like I felt, I'm sure he loves me regardless, but I felt like if I was doing something wrong or if I didn't live up to a certain expectation that the love was not unconditional. It seemed to be conditional on me doing things right and being good enough. And so it was hard for me to like conceptualize God, the father, providing me unconditional love, regardless, even though I have shortcomings, like he still loves me, you know? And that was hard for me to like understand, but that like that moment, I really like something kind of shifted a little bit. And I was like, okay, like it's okay to accept him. Like it it doesn't, your father, your biological, like earthly father is just that he's flesh, but you have this, you have God that is willing to love you regardless. Um, and because he's God, he's not going to have the shortcomings that your biological, you know, your earthly father does. And so that is really like the shift for me was, was that, and I became more open to learning about who Jesus, Jesus was, um, started learning about the Bible. And within just a few short weeks, like I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is the truth. And I decided I wanted to get baptized again. I was baptized like as a baby, but I decided in February that I was going to be baptized again. So I did the church that I went to, um, at the end of February this year, I was baptized and, you know, it just really opened up this like beautiful new, like chapter of my life. I, um, made a friend, (coughs) a beautiful sister in Christ who, didn't come from new age, but she came from, um, a Christianity that was, you know, full of like false teachers, excuse me. (coughs) 
who, you know, can you hold for one second? We have sure. about six minutes left. So, um, and then it will, it will just turn off. So I can either make another zoom link if you want to keep going, or if you want to okay. start wrapping it up now, that's up to you. Okay. Um, let's make another zoom link just to be safe. Okay. Um, I'm almost done. Yeah. How about you keep talking, uh, for okay. like five more minutes and then, um, I'll write, I'll make one up and just send it to you. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Good. Um, so yeah, I met this, this girl who, you know, shared with me her experience of coming from, <coughs> excuse me, the like prosperity gospel. And, you know, she, she shared with me the importance of getting in the word, um, all the time and being around other sisters in Christ and real, really developing that community. And she shared with me, sorry, <coughs> she shared with me the American gospel. I don't know if you've seen that documentary, but um, that was important too, because I feel like I could have very easily fallen, um, I'll, I'll say victim for lack of better terms, to the churches in the, the Christian churches that, you know, claim to be Christian, but they're not necessarily preaching just the gospel. It's, it's kind of that prosperity gospel. It's very new agey, honestly, where they talk a lot about like manifesting and, um, things like that. So she, um, really opened my eyes to be like, you need to find a doctrine, doctrinally sound church. You need to be in your, the Bible every day. And like, you know, she'd pray over me and it was just like a really, really beautiful, beautiful friendship that began. And I, and I realized after starting to read the Bible, I committed to reading the Bible front to, to back. I'm not done yet, but the more that I read, the more I'm like, wow, my questions, all those questions that I had that I went into that alpha course and that I wrote down in my phone, those are being answered one by one through the Bible. Like God's word is really the truth, like it will, an it answered so many of my questions. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I'm kind of at today. I found a really good doctrinally sound church that, you know, preaches just the gospel, um, none, none of the fluff and yeah, it's just been a really beautiful experience. That is so amazing. So first off, praise Jesus. Um, the things he does in our lives, uh, he really does prove over and over again with every testimony I hear that he can take things that are not good. He can take bad situations and he can use them for good, um, to glorify himself. And I really found myself so many things that you share just being like, I can relate to that. Like I, um, I didn't, I wasn't raised in a church. We didn't really talk about, um, God or anything like that. But, uh, in high school, I, you know, I drank, I smoked, I messed around with different drugs. Um, I got into like the hookup culture. I, um, I hung around, I, I live in Maine, so there's not really gangs here, but I definitely hung around with men and dated men who I definitely should not have been with, who are more in like the, we would call it like the hood part of my town, um, that they were into, you know, drugs and they would carry around, you know, have guns or knives with them or, um, would cause problems in town and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's amazing how Jesus can just save us from that stuff. And and we go into that stuff because we did have low self-worth. I had very low self-worth. I was very shy in high school. Um, so it's just amazing what Jesus does and how he can change people's lives and how he allows us to live a life like that, that is so relatable to other people because it's going to glorify him. And then people are going to see how he changed our lives and mm-hmm. other people will be able to relate and say, you know what? I was shy. Like, Oh, I didn't, I had low self-worth. Like maybe Jesus can help me out. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And I am happy to say that I am fully sober now. So that was, yeah, God is so good. He is, he yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Well, we have two minutes left. Um, I'm not sure we're going to need another Zoom. Would you like to just share where people could connect with you? Yeah, definitely. So um, my Instagram is just my first and last name. So Brianna Lindblom, B-R-I-A-N-A-L-I-N-D-B-L-O-M. No spaces, no dots in between the same thing. My Facebook, just my first and last name. So yeah, I'd be happy to connect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I will stay connected with you and I'll let you know when it will be up. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too.